And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to another We Are Meat podcast with Davey Rispin and Mickey Brennan. Uh, Davey Rispin, I just want to run a couple of things by you. It's very, very quiet at the moment on the GA front as regards games, but there's a lot and lots happening behind the scenes at the moment. There is, yeah. Is there? Well, we've got, we've got an under-20 management that are coming through. Oh, yeah. um, there's lots of retirements as well, um, left, right and centre. All across the country, there's players um, announcing the retirements. We've got a good few things happening on the merry, the managerial merry-go-round. Um, so, like, while while there's no football being kicked, we've got we've got teams being suspected of uh, of trading and uh, getting in trouble with the with the Gardaí and the PSNI. Um, you know, like, there's just so many things that are happening at the moment. Even though there's not a ball being kicked, there's plenty of. Uh, Plenty of scandals, let's just say, going on. There is, yeah. And to be honest with you, there's not too much, um, I would say, campaigning for club players to probably get back in compared to maybe last year with the lockdown that we had the first time around. I mean, not too many are putting their hands up saying they want to get back straight away in the middle of January. Do you know the difference? Whereas last May and June, you know, players were biting at the bit to get back, but uh, there's not that same urgency just yet. <laughs> Quite understandably. As you eat a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm just. I'm still thinking. I'm eating the rest of what's left of the celebrations, David. Um, for me, January is a month to celebrate. It's. Uh, it's not one for slogging. I did enough of that down through the years, but uh, I am hoping to get back doing a bit. You doing a bit yourself? Yeah, yeah. We've started doing a bit individually in the club in the last week as well. So we're doing a bit of running and we're mapping it through um through an app called Strava so um bit of competition there as well with different groups set up and leaders and this kind of thing so just something to keep lads going obviously when when we can't uh, train collectively yeah and sure you know using an app like that and getting a bit of competition going that can uh, that can that can make it a little bit more interesting let's just say Absolutely, that's the idea of it, you know, because everybody can see it, the manager can see exactly who's doing what and when they're doing it and stuff, which is great. It's all well and good, the lad saying, yeah, I did 5k in 15 minutes, but when you can actually see what he did and he did 5k in 50 minutes instead, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it fairly uh, fairly shows them up. But no, I, I'm sure a lot of clubs are improvising with different things themselves and um, it, it's not ideal, but th- I suppose the difference with it this year is that we know that we're not going to be playing championship football till the end of July, start of August. So there isn't that same panic or that urgency that there was maybe last year around May and June time. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as as you said, nobody wants to be putting their hands up. Nobody wants to be the one that's saying in uh, at the start of January, "Come on, lads, we need to get out and push ourselves to the to the limits." Uh, especially with the way the weather's been for the last week. But hopefully now, with the weather changing, the temperatures are going to rise a little bit. It's going to be windy and wet, though. Um, hopefully we'll be able to start getting out and doing a little bit of training. Davey, on this episode anyway, I've mentioned it already, we're going to be talking about the Meet Under 20 um, uh, management team that has been proposed. We'll be talking about a few other little things that are happening around the GA um, GA, um, fronts at the minute. Um, We'll be talking about the managerial merry-go-round, which we like to do. We'll be updating everybody on the local lottos, and then we'll be going to Instagram uh, interactive as well um, but David we'll start with we've been speaking about this for the last number of weeks how the meet under 20s um, had no management team and uh, I suppose while while it's been a long time in the coming it was worth waiting for them. it's Bernard Flynn with Graham Garrity, um and, and a proposed backroom team as well Absolutely Mickey, it was funny because we only discussed it on last week's uh, We Are Mead podcast where we were reviewing the 2020 year and naturally it came up in conversation about, you know, no manager being in place for um, next year's Mead under 20s and literally that night, I think it was, that the news broke that when we released the podcast that uh, there was an Im- imminent uh, appointment due. Now, obviously, we're still waiting for that. I think there is... Um, uh, potentially a meeting tomorrow night to ratify Bernard as the manager and, and obviously that backroom team, which you already said includes Graham Gary. I believe Graham Riley, who was recently retired from Mead, is going to be part of that setup as well. You have Peter Lee, who's uh, a well-respected um, coach in Mayo. I think he managed the Mayo ladies as well. Um, so it's quite a strong and formidable um, uh I suppose, management team. My hope is that they'll get plenty of time to work with the players because, again, there, there hasn't been that much time left. The competition is due to be run, I think, in March, and it is a straight knockout. So if that was to go ahead, you'd say they're probably up against the clock already. But the fact that we're in you know, a level five or level six or whatever level you want to say, lockdown, you'd imagine that that competition might be pushed back, which I think would give um, Bernard and his team a bit more time to maybe plan and, and get a squad together, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And someone else, uh, just a couple more that are in there. The Kilmacud Croaks manager, Robbie Brennan, is in as a selector or coach. And then we have Shane Supple in as the squad's goalkeeping coach as well. So, you know, um, I, I'd love to see them getting the job for maybe three years, though, Davy. Not just a, a quick fix for 2021. Um, if, they were, if they were put in place and kept for three years, that would show us that at least... You know, there's somebody looking at minor level now and going, well, we need to we need to work on these lads for the next two years and have them ready for under 20 when, when their turn comes around. That's it, Mickey. I think just going back to, you know, what you said there, Robbie Brennan would be an excellent addition. Obviously, as you said, he was he was joint manager with Johnny McGee, the former Wicklow manager in Kilmacud. He's managed them in Dunboyne in recent years as well. So he'll be well aware of, I suppose, the underage talent in Dunboyne, first and foremost, but also a number of other teams that Dunboyne would have come up against, you know, in the last couple of years who, who would still be eligible for under-20 football now. So um, he, he's definitely a good one to have involved too. I mean, yeah, I, I would agree with you because I suppose there's no sort of consistency there. There's It's the one job that seems to just chop and change year in, year out. A guy does a term and that's it. And new fella comes in the following year. And as you said, there's no sort of stability or consistency there for lads who are coming up. Now, I suppose 
playing devil's advocate to that, you might say that surely John McCarthy in two years' time would be the obvious selection to maybe take over the 20s team, considering he's nurtured this minor team at the moment. And that's fine. So even if it was to be done every couple of years, possibly, um, on a rolling basis, I'd imagine that would work better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, 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 I can see what you mean about John McCarthy and the lads um, who've been with that minor team this year. And of course, they have got their Leinster final against Offaly to be played yet as well. So, um, you know, there's still plenty of football left for, for the minors. But it's it's that drop-off level. As you said, we just seem to get an under-20s manager year on year. And there's no there's no forward planning with it. You know, like if you're going in as the under-20 manager for a year, you're not going to be looking at a lad who's just turned 17, maybe just over age for minor. You're not going to be looking at him for your under-20 squad because you have a year to get your team right. You're not looking at next year or the year after and bringing on lads. So that's why I'd like to see a bit of stability. And, you know, maybe you could have give Bernard Flynn a three-year term and that in in three years' time at under-20 level that John McCarthy has the option to come in, do a joint manager year together and then John McCarthy has it for three years. Do you know what I mean? And that the minor manager comes in at that, uh, at that latter stage, does a joint manager for the last year and then takes over for three years. I think that'd be, that, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it as well. I think the FAI should have probably done that with Mick McCarthy and Stephen Kenny as well, instead of just dropping poor old Mick and landing Stephen Kenny into the mire. And we all seen how that went as well. They might learn a lesson from that. But yeah, th- that's definitely a feasible option as well. I would say for the, for the, for the time being, you'd imagine he would get a two-year term uh, minimum. And then thereafter, you'd probably see and size it up. Maybe John McCarthy doesn't want anything to do with the under-20s job. We exactly, don't know yeah, at this yeah, stage, obviously. Know. So, so just take it from what it is at the minute. But overall, I think it's um, it's a morale boost and a, appointment because Bernard is is obviously a household name, not just in Mead but probably intercounty football across the country as well. So, um, from that perspective, he's a good man to get. Uh, again, I would have liked to have seen it done maybe a month or six weeks ago, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, absolutely, and we'll we look forward to following them. Um, and it's going to be great to see Bernard Flynn, um, one of my heroes growing up back involved with the lead team it'll be brilliant and then he's, as we said already he's got Graham uh, Garrity um, and then he's got Graham Riley so he's got like three generations of footballer um, uh, mead footballer um, uh, in there on his management team which is absolutely fantastic Don't let winter take hold of your garden blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O. Coyne & Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Mead or call us on 046-955-1910. Just another uh, little nugget of information as well, Davy. Gary Rogers, the ex uh, Monaghan, uh, or sorry, the ex uh, Dundalk uh, town goalkeeper and and Meath man, uh, has gone to Monaghan as their goalkeeping coach. Now, look, there was a big stir made about this when it happened and whatever. 
Gary Rogers has been around a lot of different counties being a, a goalkeeping coach. He was in with Cavan as well as a goalkeeping coach at one stage as well. So it's not like, you know, it's, it's not huge news, but, you know, people are talking about it because I suppose it's because of the, the fact that Mead have problems with goalkeeping at the moment and that Gary might be a great addition in there as a goalkeeping coach. Yeah, well, I believe Gary, uh, it was rumoured that Gary was asked in as part of the, the playing uh, team for next year. But as you know, as has come to the fore now, he's decided to go with Monaghan. To me, it's an excellent um, addition by Seamus McEnany, I have to say. I think it's a really, really good. And uh, I suppose he's acted quickly because Gary, I'm sure, wasn't short of offers after, you know, recently retiring from Dundalk and professional football as a whole. But um, yeah, look, you, you know firsthand the job he did in Cavan, in particular with Raymond Galligan, probably, um, and indeed with other teams as well. But um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen him probably stay involved with Meads. I know he was in there last year, the year before, but he couldn't really commit fully to it because he was still obviously playing himself. So um, it's a little bit disappointing that he is. But who's to say that maybe Marcus Brennan mightn't step aside this year as goalkeeper and just continue on his role as goalkeeper coach? And, and you'd imagine that'd be fine if that's the case too. So um, yeah, it, it probably made a bit of news because of what it was, but... Uh, I suppose yeah. it was the timing of it, the fact that he had just uh, finished with uh, Dundalk, so he was in the limelight a bit, and then straight away he's going to Monaghan. But as I said, like he's been around, uh, he he's he's done goalkeeping coaching in loads of counties. Yeah, Westmead, so, yeah. I think as well, Mickey. Yeah, Westmead, and I think he could have been in Longford as well. Like I'd, I've yeah. seen him with different teams um, down through the years, but like it, it's 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 goalkeeping coaching. He's you know it's not like managing a team as such. Um, and while I'd love to have him in with me uh, as a goalkeeping coach, and he's he's such a great guy as well, it would have been lovely to see him in. Now you're saying, look, great appointment by by uh, Seamus McEnany, uh, bringing him down by the Banty, bringing him down to Monaghan. Look, Monaghan or Monaghan, you know, and uh, just by bringing in a good goalkeeping coach is not going to make them a better team. Monaghan are on the decline, so they are, and... And Seamus McEnany can bring in, the, which he always does. He always brings in an amazing backroom team for everything he does. And uh, he's uh, and he loves the limelight and all that. I still think that Monaghan are on the decline and, you know, they'll, they'll struggle. This, this is a Mead podcast, Mickey. Save that for the Calvin one, please. This is a Mead. This is coming from a Mead point of view, so it is. That's what I'm saying. Is that like, you know, they're Division 1, but like, you know... Easily, they could have come down to Division Oh, two. no, I, I, that's what I'm saying. But look, we yeah. shouldn't have any direct dealings with them um, in the in the next year or two, hopefully. But uh, yeah, look, at, in fairness, good luck to Gary. You know, he's, um, he's, he's had an unbelievable career with, you know, in the soccer and everything like that. And I'm sure we will see him in, involved in Mead in some capacity in the coming years. It mightn't be next year, it mightn't be the year after, but I, I would imagine we'll see him at some stage and... Uh, Hopefully, the Monaghan job takes up a lot of his time so he doesn't get to play much club football as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and we wish him the very best. Um, he's a top, top, top guy, so he is. Okay, David, moving on. We're going to go to the managerial merry-go-round. And uh, we do come back to this every week. Sometimes there's updates, some there's, sometimes there's not. Um, but this week, we have a couple of updates, I believe. Yeah, I only have one, to be honest with you, uh, off the top of my head. And it is uh, Jody Clark. Uh, 
I suppose uncle of, of Sean or of Killian Clark, who you'll be aware of in Shercock, the Cavan yeah. footballer and brother of Sean's. He's previously done a bit with Drumcondra as well, Mickey, so it's probably not a big surprise, but it would be considered a bit of a coup. I know he was involved with Matter of Clune. He'd always be involved with Shercock in some capacity as well. Um, he'd be um, a high profile and well-respected coach in, in Cavan and indeed Mead. So um, that's that's a really good appointment, I think, from Drumcondra because, you know, as we probably, probably said in the last couple of weeks, they, they are starting to try try and build again they can't really go any lower than they already are and it's great to see Jody embracing I suppose the challenge for what it is and going in there and I suppose trying to improve uh, from Contra yeah I know Jody well and uh, Jody's a sound sound bloke and this is his biggest challenge um, I, I would say that this is his biggest challenge um, in, in GA terms um, just purely because of What's at his disposal? At, at his disposal in Drumcondra, they're struggling with numbers. They don't have a lot of youth coming through, no. Davy. And you know, like it's 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 not like there's going to be an influx of players, or or do they have a minor team or something that's about to just bring through a few players um, onto the, onto their senior squad? No, I don't think so. I think it's kind of flip flopped in in recent years with Mead Hill getting the yeah. lion's share, and that's to be expected when they're. Uh, very decent uh, intermediate side. And, you know, in previous years, it actually would have been the other way around. It would have been Pope yeah. Jr., but from Codra probably would have been the bigger hitters in the parish. And it's just changed. Um, but to be honest with you, like Jody probably has the ability to go and, and try and recruit a couple of lads who maybe haven't played in recent years. Like from Condra have had a huge um, drop-off of really good, talented players. They're not necessarily all young players, but they're just guys who'd be household names and, Fortunately, for one reason or another, they've just stepped aside in recent years. If he was to get a couple of them back, suddenly they're a completely different animal. And if they win a couple of games, the confidence starts going again. And, and who knows where it could go for him. But to me, it's great to see it at top coach because, look, there's no doubt about it, Mickey. You know me. He wouldn't have been short of offers. And, and with all due respect to Drum Conrad, I'm sure there was bigger clubs, uh, maybe higher grades, Absolutely. looking for his services but it's great to see that he's obviously not phased by I suppose the job that's on his plate and he's going to take it on head on and, and you know good luck to him Just Davy, now I just want to bring you back to something that you said there um, you know that Mead Hill have become the bigger team uh, in that area when it comes from underage now and I'm not being facetious or not trying to annoy you or anything here but I'm just wondering so when you play with an amalgamated underage team when you get to the level where you're going to, you know, join one or the other, is that not already predetermined, like from your background or from you, from your family, or or do they actually try to poach you each 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 club? I would say that they try and poach you, but there's actually nothing stopping you. So generally speaking, when you register for your underage club, you're you're supposed to put in affiliated insurance or whatever, and you can tick the box. So essentially, you can tick from Conor Meadhill, Ulton's Corton. Now, that's all it means. It doesn't mean that you you have to stay with that club and play adult football. I, I you know, you you know where I live, you know, yeah. and and I'd be perceived as being, I suppose, the Ulton side of the parish. But there's nothing stopping me going and playing for Corton. Likewise, for a Corton person who lives in Corton going and playing for Ulton's, there's absolutely nothing stopping. So when you're you get to minor level or under seventeen level as it is now. You, you make that decision there and then and you could join any of the clubs. Back when I was still playing, it was minor, so it was under 18. So for my last year, minor, 
I was playing adult football at the same time. Do you know what I mean? So I was still playing minor, but I was playing adult football for Cartown, and that's fine. Whereas now it's obviously different. You're, you play under 17, and you're not allowed to play adult football until you turn 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of doesn't happen anymore. But there, there is a bit of poaching probably that happens. But again, it's easier for a club to, to lure players to, to them when they're playing at a higher level and they've had a, a bit of success in recent years. And that's, that's ultimately what it's been like in Mead Hill now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Wasn't like you know that they, they were when they got to that minor level, they went, Do you know what? I think I'll go and play for Mead Hill because they're yeah. playing at a higher level. Yeah, yeah, it's an like that's again, it's a tough one. It's uh, it obviously goes in cycles, then do you know what I mean? Like, so that at some stage, Mead Hill will decline and Drumcondra will just pass them out, and then it's going to be, Oh, god, I'd like to play for Drum Drumcondra. Same with Core Town and St. Dalton's, I presume. Yeah. Well, like down through the years. Well, it's an interesting nugget because uh, for for the majority of t- players out there, they would never have been no. part of an amalgamation at underage. You know what I mean? Like, so there isn't too many of you still doing it out there. Do you know what I mean? Like, so interesting to get a little look into how it works. Um, Davy on the lotto front, what is the story this week with the lottos? Yeah, so probably following on from I suppose last week's news, a lot of clubs have paused their lotteries in, in the current circumstances, which is completely understandable and that, but there is still a handful of clubs operating, uh, one of which has done Chocolin and Royal Gales, um, and they had no jackpot winner of their last one, which was last Monday night. But Marty Riley, the manager, won €200. Euro. He had uh, he had one match three winner, so uh, the, the manager got well looked after there. The next draw takes place tomorrow, which is January 11th at half eight. That'll be live on Facebook. Uh, it's a 13,000 jackpot with a reserve jackpot moving on to 6,800. 200 euro is added to that every single week. Manalvi is next up. Uh, their lotto, which is capped at 10 grand, is indeed the, the current uh, jackpot. They have a reserve built up of 3,400 and it takes place also on a Monday night. Uh, my own core town, we thankfully didn't have a second consecutive uh, winner last week because <laughs> um, we'd be absolutely broke and we'd be in liquidation had we had, we had another one. But uh, our jackpot rolls out to €5,100 uh, next Friday night at 10pm. Gail Column Kill, their next jackpot is 11550 and it takes place every Thursday night. Um, and they had obviously no winner of last week's one on the seventh, which was last Thursday as well. Dunsany, ten grand as well. Their their day of draw. I think this could be paused actually. The way it's phrased, online and offline suspended for a few weeks. So I presume that means that the lotto is just halted. But they've just decided to put the message in to inform us. Um, Clonard, three thousand eight hundred. Theirs takes place on Mondays at eight o'clock. Online and reoccurring entries only until COVID restrictions are lifted. So obviously they're taking any tickets in which is understandable uh, Kilmainham is the last one their jackpot is 3,900 and theirs is also on Monday night and again it's only online with restrictions currently in place very good very good so there are a lot of um, there are a lot of uh, uh, clubs that have decided to postpone them because obviously they can't get people out selling the tickets but um, would there have been a lot of would would you be selling a lot of tickets, Davy, um, door to door or anything like that on a weekly basis for your lottery? No, or we're actually not. We've put a huge emphasis on the online in the last year, and it's really it's probably gone up three or four hundred percent to where it was twelve months ago. So thankfully for us, that's that's a huge um, pull for us, and it's you know it's the major one. We would still get tickets, but in a lot of cases, it would be the usual ones. Like it could be 
the chairman and the secretary and whatever, and they'll just call to people and they'll just write them out. So, no, we'd have a very small pool of tickets, as I think most clubs probably would at the minute. A big thing, Mickey, is the pubs being closed, to be honest with you, because you could buy, you could go into any of the pubs in Kells and you could see four or five clubs having their lotto tickets there. And that's generally where a lot of the lotto tickets will be made up for on a weekly basis. So, obviously, with pubs being shut, has probably taken away from that significantly. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O.R. Coyne & Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Mead or call us on 046 955 That's the lotto segment. We may as well move on now and go to Instagram Interactive. And um, what has been happening on Instagram this week? I know we caused a bit of a stir on social media during the week, all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that, Mickey. Um, <laughs> Adam McDonald, the usual scandal here with Gavin McVan. He's off the apple juice in the hope to get onto the Mead under 20s, and he now has an OnlyFans account. I don't know, does that strengthen his case? Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I'll have to sign up and see what, what this OnlyFans page does. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what do you get more um, from the OnlyFans page? But uh, yeah, if he's off the apple juice and, and, and he's trying to spend time getting himself ready for the under 20s, uh, I don't think he'll have time to be spending it on, on my fan page or whatever they're called. No, no, that's for sure. Only fans. Uh, <laughs> Evan Connor uh, is next, and he says junior management question mark. And uh, I don't think there's been any real. Maybe, maybe in tomorrow night's meeting as well, Mickey. There might be some uh, white smoke on that one. But again, I would imagine the fact that there wasn't a junior um, competition this year that you'd imagine Davy Nelson would go again because he was due to go again last year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. That that mightn't even happen again. Who knows? Will a junior yeah. competition happen? Because I think last year was meant to be the last year of it. And it was to change to a, an under-23 competition, essentially. So I'm not really sure what will happen now with it. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I I, I don't know. Um, is it, it like the, the junior management, will it even be in place at this time of the year? You know, there's years where the junior management is not... You're not told who the junior management is until about May. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's there's no rush on that. The under twenties, that's that's the 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 whole the, the big thing. We wanted that sorted. Like if we win another junior all Ireland, like so what? I, it's it's the underage that we need to get sorted. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Craig, D- Craig DJ Manning says Leo Turley taking over Kilbride. I think we announced this a few weeks ago as well, Mickey. Yeah. This is the the Leishman, I believe, who's living in Leakslip, um, or it could be the, yeah, no, Leishman, I think, living in Leakslip, and he's going over to Kilbride then, so he's obviously taken over from David Nolan. To be honest, which I don't know a whole pile about him, but uh, he is a, he is a very decent squad to work with there. Yeah, absolutely, and um, uh, David David Nolan has left his um, Kilbride in a in a good place for him as he takes over. Yeah, Matthew Brennan says Curaha going to win the senior in twenty twenty one. Fair play. <laughs> you know, that's he's, he's just telling us something. He's not asking a question. Yeah. There was no question mark at the end of it, was there? No, no. It was a statement. Oh, it was a, it was a statement. Oh, okay. 
So um, bet well, bet your money on it then. I, I'll take it. I'll I'll take your money off if you want. <laughs> so will I. <laughs> Name is Price. Uh, Flash Gordon. Mickey Brennan having tinted glasses on, putting Simons down ahead of Retolt, and so it begins. And so it begins. No, 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 no. I, no, I no. He, put... he didn't. He didn't say so it begins. I said so it begins. Oh, okay, Divi. Um, I didn't do any rankings. Uh, well, he. I think he means. That... No, no. I no, no, no. I didn't do any rankings. I have. I have the rankings here. Look. Yeah. Okay. You, you uh, did them. You did these. Yeah. Okay. You did these, and then I just questioned your. Your, your formula, because as I said, you've caught town at 46th, okay? And due to, due to um, beating certain teams that are below you in league and cup games and stuff. And then we went to Ratholt, and you have Ratholt at number one in our rankings. And I said, but like they haven't showed up in league or Fesh Cup or any of the other uh, competitions. And you were like, going, no, but they won the championship. And I says, well, if we're going to use that analogy, use, as I said to you, had the worst, second worst defensive record in all of the championships this year. That should make you second worst. So you should be just above St. Paul's and below Drew Gondra. No, no sorry. Thankfully, I don't do it on defensive, um, defensive scores. Or <laughs> but I, I think it was more, I think it was probably what, what's irked Flash maybe is more the fact you probably said Retold, you'd have Retold five in your own estimation. Well, I, did, um, well, I didn't know. I just said, look, I, I, I definitely would have Summerhill and Kells and Simonstown above Retold in the rankings because... They all perform well in Fesh Cup, League and Championship. That's why. Okay. There you have it, Flash. Um, oh, McDonald's is Sean Martin at his first salad today. Good on him. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Good stuff. I hope, I hope, his, I hope his system was able for it and his metabolism didn't I, I go think crazy. It broke, I think it broke down. I think he's in hospital now. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Niall Flynn says, recap on who's managing teams from junior to, sh- to senior. Surely everyone has a manager in place at this stage. And I just got back to him and I said, Jesus, that could take a long time. Yeah. Like, to the best of my knowledge, we've kind of covered over anybody who's changed managers. Obviously, there's going to be a club, couple of clubs who keep their cards really close to their chest and we're never going to find out probably. Um, but I think the vast majority are sorted at this stage, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I, I think so now. Like we could go through the fifty-two clubs there that are, I have in front of me from your from your rankings, but um, no, we won't. Um, yeah, look, any any changes or anything like that, we did announce them. But what we might do is in a couple, maybe next week or the week after, Davy, is we might just go through these fifty-two clubs and say who their management is this year and whatever if we know them. I know the lads in Cavan did it on one of their podcasts recently, and they just went through all of the clubs to see if there was any changes or whatever. It'll be inter- an interesting little uh, thing to do as well. It could, you could say, yeah, well, they've changed or they haven't. And, you know, yeah, we, we, we might have a look at that next week. Peter Duffy is next up, and he says, why is Davy still supporting Arsenal? And to be honest, which I don't know, I, I ask that to myself pretty much every day of the week, but we're on a good run now, four out of four. So it's, you know, it's all rosy. Right. In the garden again. So, if we were doing Premiership rankings, <laughs> don't, don't even do that. Don't even go there. Uh, right. Oh, Griffin followed that up by just saying Emil Smith Rowe with the crown, and he is one of Arsenal's uh, main men, one of the young protagonists these days. Yeah, he scored twice, was it? Or scored yesterday once? 
Yeah, no, he's been brilliant. He's come into the team and the likes of himself and Bakri Saka have been a huge uh, turning point of the Arsenal season. But again, it's a GA podcast. We won't go there. Um, Gary McFadden, back to GA Matters, said Stephen Shepard's unconditional love for snoods. Now, I, I put up a message when I seen this and I says, I'm really disappointed to hear this because Stephen Shepard to me is almost one of the most rawest... Um, Stephen, yeah, yeah, Ross player, yeah, 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 yeah. most agricultural players you could get and meet them, whatever. Yeah, but he's always wore, he's always wore a snood. No, he hasn't accorded to himself. He says, what bastard sent that in? I, <laughs> I have not and will not ever wear one of those, just for clarification. So he says he'll be listening um, intensely to find out who sent that in. So Gary McFadden was... Uh, his clubmate out there who sent that. Question. I'm nearly sure I saw him. I'm not. Do you know what it was? I saw him wearing a scarf one day. That's what it was. That's pretty bad too now for like <laughs> for a lad like Stephen Shepherd. But anyway, um, he should be going around in the winter in a t-shirt, and he probably he does. Should Evan Connor uh, said Mark Crawley's his transfer from Little to Aldi. Oh, big money! A big money switch there. Um, um, how much did he save? <laughs> <laughs> Be interesting experiment, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, they should look into something like that. Yeah, yeah. Andy Smith is next, and he said transfers with two eyes. And I think the reason he did this is I heard this incredible transfer rumor in the week, which I'm willing to spill on this We Are Mead podcast. And it is just a rumor, and uh, I haven't heard anything concrete behind this, but I've heard that Dundery goalkeeper David Jennings is rumored to be transferring to Dunchocklin. Oh, which would be massive transfer news in the club scene in Mead, I think. Yeah, is he living up that direction now? He is. Yeah, he's living in the chocolate. Okay, and well, Davey being his mid thirties, wasn't he? Thirty five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... He's he's obviously recently lost his place as number one to Sean Brennan in Dundry. Yeah. Um, and obviously, and it's, it's obviously chocolate. hurt him. I I know. <laughs> <Clearly>. <laughs> I, must, um, I must give him a shout and ask him about this. Like, do uh, do. Yeah, mm. we might actually tweet him after this and just uh, see see what he says. Wow, yeah, we might get big. sued. Was there was there any was there any other um, transfer news? I I did hear, I did hear of um, uh, some. I didn't hear the player, but I did hear that there are a couple of clubs with some big moves um, and uh, players coming in. Yeah, uh, do you know a Mark Leddy, Mickey? Yes. Transferring to Dunshockland as well. The Dunshockland, I was wondering. Mark Lady, yeah, he used to play for Calvin Gales. Mm. Fabulous, fabulous uh, football. He would have, I think, he won an under twenty-one with Calvin. He'd be in his, he'd be in, in his early eleven, yeah, yeah. He'd be, he'd be like, he'd be thirty or so. Um, great, really good footballer. Um, at the time, he he hasn't played much football in in, in a while though. Uh, he had huge, he had huge potential. So he did, and um, yeah, that wouldn't be a that wouldn't be a bad sign in there at all for 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 Dunchocklin, and, and he's a good lad, Mark. Mark so he is. So Dunchocklin are clearly very busy in the transfer market. <laughs> yeah, they really are. That is for sure. <laughs> um, Jamie Flaherty said, "Surely Mickey and Davies' working relationship is over after the power <laughs> rackets debacle." <laughs> <laughs> Look, as I said, I just have to be the devil's advocate. I can't give Davy an easy run of it and just say, "Ah, oh, yeah, should there, there, those rankings are grand," because there's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, he has a formula that I'm sure he uses for it, but 
it all depends as well on his feelings towards the team and stuff like that. Like it, it just doesn't. It, it, some of them don't make sense. You know, you've left it in such a way that you've left them close to where they should be. Um, like Cortown should be close to forty six, probably closer to fifty two though. In my in my in my eyes, and then and then like the thing I was saying about Rathout Kells Simonson Summerhill, um, like there is there is validity in that. You know, yes, I understand that Rathout have won two senior championships in in two years, but if we are taking Fesh Cup and league performances into it as well. I, we, there should be a point system, maybe. You know, like that That you get, for a championship win, you get 10 points. For a league win, you get five. For a draw in, in senior, you get you get five points. And for a, a draw in the league, you get 2.5 points. And then maybe two, three points for a, a win in a fresh cup or a, a minor cup. And then uh, 1.5 points for... A, and then you can work it out that way and say, right, well, okay, yeah still ahead or whatever. I, I don't know. I I find it I your rankings were brilliant. But I do I do have to question your your formula and your process for putting certain teams in certain positions, David. Well to answer your question, Jamie, our working relationship is <laughs> finished. Right. <laughs> I'm just delighted you didn't get me in a bad mood, Mickey. If Arsenal were bet on a Sunday evening and we came on to do that, I'd have absolutely lost the plot at you. <laughs> no, you would have just put uh, uh, St. Dalton's down at 50, 53rd or something like no, that. No, I'd have put St. Dalton's 50 first and I'd put Simon's down 52nd. Just yeah. <laughs> Come here, as I said to you, I don't mind where you put any team, but I will question your, your, your formula and your process for putting teams in certain positions. Yeah, that's okay. Um, two questions about the same sort of topic, so I'll read them out together, if you will. Uh, Robert Perfield is the first one, and he says, any word on additions to the county senior panel? And Pora Carlin has followed that up by saying, any fresh blood or comebacks in the senior squad? Um, I have heard rumours, again, only rumours, I will state, that both Jordy Muldoon and Fionn Riley from Gale Column Gill, this would be potentially massive news as well for all the people who inundate us with Instagram Interactive every single week, that they may, and I say may, be going in to the Mead uh, senior panel. But again, at this stage, I have to state that they're only rumours. Oh my God, there will be parties in Kells. So there will. And then Kells will realise that their Fesh Cup and their league performances are going to go downhill. And then they'll go, ah, shit, why did we let them go into the league panel? Yeah, <laughs> they'll be down at 16 or something. The Rankins, yeah, yeah the Rankins, they'll go way down at the Rankins. You know, like teams have to realise that it's not all about playing county anymore. It's about the Risman's <laughs> Rankins. It is. So it is. It is. Unless you go to a tote and it doesn't matter as long as you win the championship. That's it, exactly. Um, <laughs> Simon Finn, I think, is the last one. And he says, are the rumours true? And I just said, yeah, the rumours are true. The Bracks are indeed back. Yeah, yeah, they are indeed. Uh, the rumours are true. Um, for how long? Who knows? But for the moment, we know that the Bracks are back. Shinny, Mickey from, Brennan, nothing, nothing from PS Tapes. No. Oh, nothing from PS Tapes. That's disappointing, so it is. Um, you know, I was hoping to talk about vegan foods this week or something like that with, with Paddy, but your luck, um, he's left us hanging. Um, don't forget as well, on our uh, Loyal Royals podcast this week, we are going to be doing uh, two uh, separate podcasts. We are going to get an exclusive interview with Graham Biggie Riley from St. Colin Kills after he announced his retirement 
um, at the uh, start of this week. And of course, he is going to be going in as part of Bernard Flynn's management team on the under 20s. And uh, also on our Loyal Royals podcast this week, we'll be doing our 10 best since 2010 from the club of Cana Ross, no doubt. And uh, Cana Ross, um, who sit at, let me see, where did they sit? Sitting at number 40 in Davy Rispin's rankings. Um, so they are a team that we did think would have been close to winning um, the junior championship this year. Um, but uh, just came up a cropper to Nobber, or not to Nobber, to, um, to Beliver um, in the first round of the championship, wasn't it, Davy? Yeah, indeed, Mickey. Uh, it was in the last round, so it was in the third round. Oh, yeah. Straight shoot out, uh, obviously, to get out of the group. But uh, yeah, probably flattered to deceive a little bit. Obviously, bit unlucky that they were in the group of the champions in the end, and it would have probably made for a really good final or whatever had it panned out that way. But um, they're a good side. They're they're going to be back again. I'd say stronger than ever next year. Uh, they may they may actually have an addition coming in themselves. Um, a former Kildare player, I believe, at Johnstown Bridgeman, uh, rumored to be transferring into the club again. Only rumored, but uh, that would be a significant addition should they get it. So more of that maybe in uh, our Loyal Royals podcast. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, uh, you can get those on Patreon forward slash We Are Mead, and you'll get Davy Rispin's. Um, uh, club rankings as well on our Patreon service there at the minute and of course the next time a ball is kicked we will be updating the list of rankings um, in club football here that's it from this episode of the We Are Mead podcast and uh, We Are Mead why? and there's more